message was actually inspired by a conversation that I had seen going on on Facebook a few months ago. Someone had made a post, and the, the initial post was a really good thought. They made the comment that not having children in your church is a far more deafening sound than the noisiest child. Be thankful you have children in your church. And then after that, it kind of got a little sad when the first person commented under this post. And she wrote that so many churches I have been to have responded very negatively towards children, pushing us away for sure. And this re reply really got me thinking. It got me to thinking about some of the experiences that I've had personally about how we as the church, as the body of Christ, have possibly done more harm than good in the ways in which we do things that may be pushing people away. What are some of the things that we do that might be driving people away from our church, and worse yet, not just our church, but driving people away from God altogether. And there's a few things that left an impression on me. A few, um, and I, when I was doing this research, I looked, I looked online about ways to make people feel welcome in church, what makes people feel unwelcome in church, things like that. And I, ultimately decided that a lot of these things do flow right along with experiences that I've had. This, in a lot of ways, is not the uh, typical um, lesson for me, because usually I like to have it full of scripture verses and, and um, things, and we do have scripture verses to back it up. But these are the things that I've, a um, couple of examples of things I've experienced of um, doing things the wrong way, and then a couple of experiences I've had of churches that have really done things the right way. And the first example that I have is um, closely related to the conversation that I mentioned above. And I really hate to say this next part, and I want to be very clear before I say this next part, that the people who did this are not members. As far as I know, they've never been here before, but the first experience that we had was right here at Colorado Avenue Baptist Church. And again, to be very clear, no one here. It wasn't anyone that goes here. But the people came in, and this was a, a Good Friday service. And it was right after Elena was born, and now I was up here, so I, I didn't hear this firsthand. My wife was sharing it with me afterward, but my wife and my mom came in, and they're holding baby Elena. And they sat down somewhere over in that area, um, kind of empty, and... <laughs> Some people came in, had the whole, almost the whole sanctuary to choose from. They decided to uh, sit down and 
um, right in front of them and immediately started complaining about people bringing a baby to church. Don't know who these people were. If they're fortunate enough to hear this on Facebook or YouTube, shame on you. But if we had not been Christians, I mean, fortunately, the people that experienced this were longtime members here, members of my own family. But had they not been members here, had they been a family looking for a church? Right out the door. Well, um, how, how to make somebody feel unwelcome by um, complaining about people that want to be a part of church and want to bring their kids to church. Jesus reprimanded his disciples for this very behavior, and I can't imagine that his opinion would be any different today. Pastor Dan read the, the scripture this morning, same thing almost. Then children were brought to him that he might lay hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. So in sticking with the title today, that's the first way that you get people to not want to come to your church is you complain about their kids when they visit. The second one was actually happened out of town and again I want to be very clear that this was not the mentality of the church we were going my wife and I had actually gone out of town to visit and listen to a friend of mine who is a pastor we visited his church and the congregation was friendly. Most of the people came up to us. They greeted us just like when people come here. We're very friendly, very welcoming. We talk to the people. We greet the people when they come in. So I'm sitting in a pew, and I picked a pretty safe pew. I picked one. We sat with his family right up towards the front in the first row. Nobody ever wants to sit in the front row for some reason. But this, this lady comes walking up to me and she, and I'm expecting that she's going to greet me just like all the other people have done. And she leans over to me and she's like, and I'm, I'm laughing at this, but again, if I was looking for a church, if I was looking to make this my home church and somebody came up to me the first week and told me I was in their seat, what am I, what am I to think about that? Again, that's not, um, that's not the mentality of that church. That's not the mentality of the, um, the pastor. Just this one person had done this. And I've heard about things like this happening before. I've heard about 
people complaining about it. If you look at a lot of the church comics and the little comics that some churches put in their bulletins, they you see stuff like this alluded to. But I'm sitting here in shock, like I can't believe this actually just happened. I guess it really does happen. But I mean, again, for our young family, we're looking for a church, and we experience that. We're probably not going to come back. So I guess another thing, though, if you want to earn a spot in some pastor's sermon somewhere, then do one of these things, and, and the pastor will talk about you. But there's a, a third one that uh, we experienced that, um, and this was experienced by a friend of mine as well. But um, legalism is a problem in a lot of churches. Legalism, and, and we'll call it building worship. And we're not talking here about just uh, the um, biblical doctrine. We're talking about like church doctrine and stuff like that. And and that's possibly even a bigger problem today than it was um, a long time ago. We're not talking about stewardship here. We're commanded by God to take care of our building. We're commanded to take care of what he's entrusted to us. I'm talking about people that can be overbearing and nitpicky about things. And this one actually happened to a, a, a friend of mine in a church that we were attending a long, long time ago. They had a thriving youth program. One of the girls would come in into the sanctuary every Sunday morning. Now, they did have the kids to where the kids had to sit in the front row. I guess they wanted to keep their eye on them or whatever. But she would come in every Sunday. First thing she does when she sits down on the pew kicks her shoes off. Okay, the other one's not going to come off. Well, the first thing the first thing they did is instead of being happy that they had kids that were coming to their church, I'm not going to try to put these back on right now. But the first thing they did instead of being happy that they had all these kids coming to their church is they complained because uh, a child who had never been to church before, came in and made herself comfortable. What's one of the first things you usually do when you get home? Most of us kick our shoes off. Some of us might kick other things off, but most of us kick our shoes off, put our pajamas on, or whatever. But she... I guess the first thought that came to my mind is... What God told Moses, take off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. But Jesus addressed this issue too. He um, said in Matthew 23, 24, he tells the scribes and the Pharisees that they bind heavy burdens grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders. They're putting things on people, they're expecting things from people that people either haven't been trained for, 
or at some point we allow the Holy Spirit to convict the people to make these changes. It's not something we want to hit people with in week one or, or the first Sunday there at the church. And now I, I was trying to be a little funny when I gave these scenarios, but there's a sad truth to these things. These things really happened. In each of these scenarios that I shared, the people were not very welcoming to other people that had come, the new people that were visiting their church or people that were visiting their church. And the sad thing is, too, in the cases that I mentioned, the church leadership actually probably had no idea that these things happened. I just happened to be a part of them, so I know, and, and I'm not usually one to complain. I'll just, usually if somebody does something, I'll just quietly walk away. That's their way of doing things. I'll go find a place that um, doesn't do it that way. So those are some of the big turnoffs that you got to consider when you're um, interacting with people that come to your church. That's been one of the big things that have been a huge part of a lot of testimonies and a lot of things that a lot of churches have been looking at in the time that uh, since the revivals had started picking up. New people coming to church, that's something that we all want, that's something that we all desire is to have new people, to have fresh blood in the church. But there's ways we have to um, interact with these people. There's ways that we have to do things if we want those people to come and to come back. There's other big turnoffs, but I just decided to focus on three that were of personal experience. There's things that other things that um, I could talk about, like being too um, cliquish, being too gossipy, um, sometimes using too much what they call churchies or big words that somebody that's not fluent in the Bible can understand. But those, I mean, those are the things that we um, do wrong a lot of times, and, and these are, have been all different churches. Now, there's also been a lot of things that I've seen done right. I've also experienced a lot of wonderful things as I've been to, to different churches and had a lot of good experiences. And again, back to my first time here, my first time here was great. Well, and first off, the big thing was, as I, I walked in the door, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. The people were the right amount of friendly. In saying that, they weren't overly friendly. You can get to that point where people can um, make you feel like you're smothered if they're trying to be overly friendly. So they were the right amount of, of friendly. And, and that might sound funny, but when you consider that there's extroverts, introverts, and all kinds of different personality types, if you get the wrong person the wrong way, you could scare them away. And people need to feel welcome and wanted. Jesus always welcomed those who had sincere desire to be close to him. He wanted children to come to him. That's what he told the disciples, and that's recorded in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He wanted the children to come. He wanted them to allow the children to come. He wanted the parents to feel comfortable bringing their children to him. 
As I'm, as I'm talking about Colorado, years later, uh, when uh, Nicole came into my life, naturally I invited her to church. And she said the same thing. She said that when she came here, everybody was friendly, they were welcoming, and the smiles were genuine. Even to this day, she says, when she got sick, even when we were living in Columbus, when she got sick, the people have reached out to her. They've showed her love, and they've showed compassion. And um, so not only did the people here talk the talk, but they walked the walk. I mean, and that's what, what people are looking for. They're looking for that true and genuine Christian love. And that's something that I do believe we have here. We just gotta, um, sometimes we gotta be careful who we, um, and we can't control what other people do, so we have to kind of mind ourselves, and if there's anyone out there that uh, has done any of those things, then um, next time, do better. But this experience also carried over to my second experience, well actually my second and third experiences, and they happened on the same day, one of them was positive and one of them was negative. Now the negative experience I'm not going to talk about too much other than to say that um, we really didn't feel anything. We didn't feel welcome, we didn't feel unwelcome, it was kind of like a trip to Walmart or something. Really felt absolutely Nothing. I, I shared a little bit of that story with Mindy when she visited Nicole last weekend. But the second experience of the day was as wonderful as it was the first time we walked into church here, and that's when we were moving to Columbus, and we were looking for a, a church home in Columbus. And we walked in, and just like the first time here, we felt the presence of the Holy Spirit first and foremost. And it immediately felt like an extension of our church family here. The friendliness, the genuine smiles, they were all there. And then after that evening service was over, we were invited to go out to Dairy Queen with some of the people and even encouraged to ask questions and, and to learn about church. That's another thing that can can scare people away from a church is if they don't have a clear idea of what the church is about. And what I, when I say what the church is about, I mean the, the mission statement. What does the church believe? Not all churches are Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches, unfortunately. But we were encouraged to ask questions. We were encouraged to um, fellowship outside the church. And, and this was the first night we um, were in fellowship. We got the, the message, and then we got much-needed um, church friends. And those are the things that make somebody feel welcome and want to return to a church. Those are the things that make a person want to uh, come back, want to think about those things. One interesting thing I found out when I was doing the research and looking for statistics for this lesson is that it is not as common that you might think that people decide to stay or go from a church based on the pastor. 
most of the time, and one of the lists I read, it says that people will leave a church when the pastor leaves the church. Not because they don't like the pastor. It's, unfortunately, it's the inter interaction with the, the other sheep that makes the person decide if they want to be a part of this flock or if they want to go find another flock. Or, worse yet, decide the church isn't for them just because of the, the way they have, had interacted with people at the first church. In Mark's account of the same incident, he adds a little more of what Jesus said. And he picks up in, in Mark 10, 15, he says, and this is from the contemporary, contemporary English version, he says, Jesus says, I promise you that you cannot get into God's kingdom unless you accept it the way a child does. And isn't that what we're all told to be? We're all told to be children of God. So when we're not accepting God's other children, when we're actually pushing God's other children away, we're harming our church, but we're also, worse yet, we may be harming another person's um, spiritual growth, their Christian growth. So as we close today, I want to just remind everybody, and as I said, I, it's nobody here. This message is, is, is just going out. I don't know what God's intent for this message is, but as, as people come and, and start looking for churches again, and, and it's going to happen. I believe we're, gonna, we're still in the process of people searching for God. It's going to happen, and when they come, we don't want to hinder the children coming from God. And it don't matter if they're the little children or the big children. We're all God's children if we've adopted into his family, if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Don't hinder any of the children from coming. There's a lot of other things that are could be said that I didn't touch on that were done right as well. I mean, some of the research talks about sending out text messages, having people stand up, I mean, having people don't have your visitors stand up. Don't point them out so that everybody can, hey, look, we got a visitor today. Stand up so everybody can look at you. <laughs> no, you, I mean, we do a lot of things right here. We got the visitor cards, they, they suggest offering a, a little gift to the people that come. They suggest um, making contact with the person. In this world, we can do that through Facebook. We can do it through text messaging, ways that are non-intrusive. The, the main thing is, is to encourage God's children to come, not hinder them, and repent from any of the behaviors that we may have that have caused might have at some point caused people to decide that this isn't the place for them. And some of them, it might not be the place for them, and that's fine too, but you don't want to leave a sour taste in their mouth. Maybe they're, they're looking for something else. Don't hinder God's children from coming, though.
Let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for such things, for to such belong the kingdom of heaven. And I promise you that you cannot get into God's kingdom unless you accept it the way a child does. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you have accepted us. We thank you that your invitation is always open. And Lord, we apologize. We seek forgiveness for any way where we may have been one to cause a person to walk away from the church that they were looking for. Lord, we ask that you would help us to search ourselves to find out if anything is not right in us. We ask that you would help us to change the things that need changed. Most of all, we ask, Lord, that you would be glorified through our behavior, through the words that we speak, through the things that we watch, through the things we listen to, through our thoughts even, through the things that we do, and also through the things that we may post out on social media. Lord, let all these things be glorifying to you. Let them be edifying to the people that experience them. And as always, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.